0: Three weeks ago, uh, World Rugby said that it had identified something like 1,600 abusive social media accounts that were flagged during last year's Rugby World Cup. In fact, one person in Australia has already been charged with online abuse and has appeared in court. It adds to other cases that are already pending, which World Rugby says shows clear abuse, prejudice, even threats to not only rugby officials, but also players. World Rugby partnered with um, the Signify Group. It's an artificial intelligence threat matrix service. And they analyzed something like 1.3 million online posts. 53,000 of them were flagged by Threat Matrix AI and was then reviewed. 2,065 posts were deemed to be abusive. And reported to various platforms, and 1,600 unique accounts detected for sending abusive messages. Match officials, particularly Wayne Barnes, copped most of the abuse, with 59% of the analysis saying, or 49% of the analysis saying that abuse was directed at match officials. 51% of uh, the analysis says abuse was directed at players. Jean Leroux is a research associate at the Digital Forensic Research Lab. Just how anonymous do people think the online social media accounts are, Jean LaRue? Good morning.
1: Uh, good morning, Les, and thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I mean, having um, access to the right tools, having access to the platforms themselves, um, as much as people think they might be anonymous um, online, and especially on social media, there are ways to unmask people. Um, this is especially you know, uh, an issue when it comes to things like harassment and hate speech. Uh, we've had a couple of instances in South Africa as well, um, where the platforms actually went as far as providing you know, details, IP addresses, phone numbers, and the like, um, other accounts where there was instances of harassment or hate speech.
0: Um, uh, World Rugby says that uh, they are investigating and have handed over cases where there were direct threats um, made to either match officials or or to players. Under whose jurisdiction does a international body like like World Rugby lay its complaint? If, for example, there is a South African social media account who makes a direct threat on the safety of a match official or of a player, does that? Does that complaint get directed to the South African police service, say, for example?
1: Yeah, you're spot on. Um, I mean, usually what will happen in cases like this is World Rugby will work together with local law enforcement. So as soon as they've identified the individual with the assistance of the social media platform, and um, in this particular case, you know, Instagram was the main platform they were using to identify and analyze um, you know, the harassment and, uh, towards the officials and players. Um, they'll then work together with law enforcement in that country to, you know, go through the steps. Um, you know, there's a specific definition of, you know, uh, hate speech and harassment that would constitute a crime. And that'll have to be dealt by the local prosecuting authority for that individual's country.
0: Uh, it's becoming now... Quite a, a a topic of discussion, not only just for world rugby but for other sports codes as 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 well. Uh, just talk to us about the 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 anonymity that people feel when on online. Um, there is something that I would say to you through the various prisms of of how many screens or interfaces are between us that I wouldn't necessarily tell you if I'm face to face with you, Jean Leroux. Is there a particular sociological or psychological phenomenon where people will say I'm far more likely to be abusive to you through a social media, a prism of social media than I am to you in in real life. This isn't just a rugby problem. This is a social media problem. This is a human problem.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of cases people will say things and do things on social media that they wouldn't do otherwise, Um, especially face to face when you're seeing the person. Um, I think there's a level of dehumanisation when you're talking to a screen and you're talking to an avatar of a person. You're talking to a social media account, as it were. Um, and being face to face with a person, you tend to moderate your language. You know, you can see the reaction. There's a bit more of a, a human factor involved with that. So I think the, the anonymity that um, you know is kind of inherent with social media. The fact that you're not faced with the person that you direct this abuse to makes it a lot easier to do. And um, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, if it's like these to identify cases where, you know, that harassment exceeds the threshold, where it becomes uh, kind of a criminal threat. It's important to prosecute those so that people know, you know, you, you can do things online, but, you know, you still need to be accountable and responsible for what you say, even though you might think you're anonymous.
0: Uh, Jean Leroux, Research Associate at the Digital Forensics Research Lab. The report by World Rugby is quite fascinating to read. Uh, You would ask which country, which country's fans or accounts registered in which country sent the most abuse. Quite interestingly, the the research that has come out of World Rugby is that um, the French are the number one perpetrators when it comes to abuse 25% ...of reported online abuse during the World Cup... ...came from people with accounts registered in France... ...South Africa is in second... ...19% of the total abuse recorded... ...came from South African accounts... ...12% has the English with third... ...and I'd like your thoughts on that... O21 446 567 ...you can drop me a WhatsApp... O seven two five six seven one five six seven. ...but... The abuse is quite quite far-reaching. 49% of online abuse was considered general abuse. There were small incidents of homophobia, Islamophobia, ableism, xenophobia. There was sexual online abuse. 5% of the online abuse recorded by World Rugby was of a racist nature. And 24% were fans accusing each other of match-fixing. Hmm. 21 446